It's time once again for another Get Happy with Jay podcast. Hopefully you guys had a wonderful Thanksgiving as we're heading into the Christmas season. I have the special honor of having one of my siblings here. Jeremy, if you love our theme music, he's the one that wrote, produced it, and is singing beautifully on it. He's my guest for today. Luckily, he was in town for the holiday and was more than willing to come up to the studio and spend this time with us. This is going to be a longer episode than usual. I didn't want to break this one down because we were just kind of casually talking all over the place and uh, it does get kind of deep though so if there's moments where you're like okay where's this going stick with it we get a little deep especially towards the middle and towards the end so you won't want to miss listening to our fun family dynamic you'll get to learn a lot more about me and how I grew up and a little bit differently than my siblings so we go into that a little bit as always if there's anything that uh, you hear that encourages you to do some self-work get some self-help, some help from someone else, check out BetterHelp. It is a great counseling service with licensed professional counselors that you can communicate with via video, via text, chat, all kinds of ways for you to privately communicate with your therapist on a number of different topics. Grief, social issues, family issues, food addictions, all kinds of addictions, you name the issue, you can find a therapist on BetterHelp to help you with that. And as a special listener to this podcast, of course, we've got a good deal for you. Go to betterhelp.com backslash get happy with Jay and you're going to get a free week of counseling. Now, the hope, of course, is that after that amazing week of counseling that you get for free, that you're going to become a monthly subscriber to this amazing service. And if you run into a counselor on there that you just don't necessarily vibe with, well, that's normal. That can happen. And the great news is you can switch and try a different therapist. So don't let an experience that you might not necessarily like stop you from the process and putting in the work. So once again, betterhelp.com backslash get happy with Jay. Now also the main theme of today's show, we're talking life transitions or as I say the word change so much in this episode that if I were a drinker, I'd say play the drinking game every time you hear me say the word change because I use it so much, but that's okay. It also means transition and so many times times in our life we go through transitions a lot and how we go through it the attitude that we take going into change or transition whichever way you want to look at it is going to make a big difference in the success of your life overall so you need to go into things with a positive mindset and even if it's a period of a bad change a bad a difficult transition just know that you can get out of it one of the things I always say about a difficult time in your life there's a beginning there's a middle and there's an end so just know that there's going to eventually be an end to whatever situation you're going through. Have that attitude and you're going to be just fine. So we talk about the actual literal transition in my brother's life when he moved from Illinois to Texas and some other things as well. So let's go ahead right now and get into this week's episode of Get Happy with Jay. Trials and tribulations, life can get rough, and through the storm we'll make it just put your trust in him. No matter what you're going through, I know that I'll never leave you. You feel that you can't take no more. You may think you've seen it all.
happy people. It's time once again for the Get Happy with Jay podcast. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen. It means more than you know. And please, if you're listening to this, you like what you hear, comment. You can leave me comments on the website, gethappywithjay.com if you're listening to it there. Um, if you're listening to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Google Play, you can leave a review. That would certainly help grow the podcast. And definitely subscribe so that you know every week when you have a fresh new podcast. I try to put something out at least every Sunday. The goal is always Friday, but it doesn't happen. But you'll get one every single Sunday. I think you know that by now. And today I'm so excited. I have the pleasure of having my brother, Jeremy Wilson. And you guys have heard the name. If you visited my website, then you know our theme song, which we love, Get Happy, was written, produced, and sung by him. And you know by now the backstory that he helped to encourage me to actually do the podcast because I'd been thinking about it and procrastinating. And he um, texted me out of the blue one day and said, you should do a podcast. I'm like, okay, but if I do it, I want you to do my theme music because that's one of his passions. So Get Happy is his song that he has so graciously written and produced for the podcast. So Jeremy, what's up? What's going on? What's going on, sis? We are going to talk today about change. And we were talking a little bit before I started recording and I said that I have to admit change is something that's difficult for me. I get in such a routine that even changing my routine to even like go out with friends or do something outside my norm Mm -hmm. is hard for me. And that's ridiculous. That's one thing that I am uh, really challenging myself to step out of uh, my routine because that's important. You need to be open to change because change is going to happen to you regardless as to you're open to it or not. You know, relationships change, your financial circumstances may change, your job may change. So change is a part of your life, but you really have to, like I said, be open to it and be able to ride with the change. And you made a big change. How many years ago has it been? I'm thinking going on four. Going on going four. On for me, four yeah. mm-hmm. I was shocked when you broke the news to me, <laughs> but happy, shocked, but happy that yeah. you were leaving Peoria and you moved to the Dallas, Texas area. So first of all, tell me about how you came about the decision to move and then how did you choose to go where you decided to go? Okay. So yeah, um, it wasn't easy. First off, it wasn't easy. It wasn't an easy decision. Um, not having that immediate access to my loved ones, friends and family. Um, like you said, it was change. Um, me and my wife were having discussions about, you know, working jobs and, you know, doing being on a routine, doing the same thing over and over again. And so we kind of stepped out on fate. And, you know, she put in for a job. Well, actually, somebody uh, recommended her she apply for a job. She put in for it. She got it and got offered. And they was like, do you want the job? You, you got to be here by a certain date. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were pregnant at the time. And so I didn't know how to take that, her going up there by herself. Yeah. Um, and starting starting our new life, so to speak, by herself. So we kind of we staggered down. She went down. And yeah, because that was yeah. for several months. And that <laughs> had to be hard because you stayed here with your daughter that you already had. And like you said, she was pregnant with baby number two. Mm-hmm. So that was a whole different dynamic that all of a sudden you were like 
super dad kind of yeah, taking was... over all the responsibility of taking care of uh, Layla and while she was in Texas. So yeah. what was that like? That's not talk easy. About change. Not easy. I learned how to do ponytails real well. That's about all I could do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I had I had a lot of help. You know, I had, um, you know, her mother, her sister, you guys. Oh, she helping, is. So, yeah. So, an am- she has an amazing family. Yeah. So it I wasn't. I mean, I didn't. I can't take all the credit. I didn't do it all by myself. But you know, it was. It was just tough. That was. That was just difficult. That's not easy. You know, being away from someone that you yeah. you're with every day. You every every day you wake up to him, and next thing you know, she's not there. So, yeah, that's yeah. a talk about a rough transition and so then what was it like when you actually landed in the Dallas area for yourself I mean what were your first impressions compare um, Dallas to the city where you're from right so um, PR is every like I was um, PR is more you know at PR is you know not very big so if you if you have something to do or somewhere to go someone to meet you know you can get pretty much anywhere 10 to 15 minutes in PR and to whereas in Texas everything is you have to plan for it yeah any any little run grocery store run you want to go to the gym you want to you know wherever you want to go to the movies you actually have to plan it out so that's the mm-hmm. big thing and then of course the weather I mean it's it sounds great yeah. <laughs> that it's <laughs> 60 plus uh, nine to 10 months out of the year. But I, me personally, I don't mind the seasons. I don't like, I'm, I'm cool. I don't miss the snow and the ice, but I don't mind, you know, yeah. couple 30, 40 degree weather, you know, weather nights. I don't mind that too much. You know, you get to wear your, wear your good clothes. <laughs> so you, can't, <laughs> you can't wear, you know, you can't wear no, you can't wear jeans and long sleeve shirts down there. You, mm-mm. so it's a little different, but. Yeah, so do you miss the seasons? Cause I do. It's, it's I do. primarily I do. what there. I mean, it's either super sweltering hot or mild. Yeah. You know, we haven't first year I got there, uh kind of got spoiled because we had like a couple days where we had snow flurries and the city city literally shut down. Yeah, I got which the, is got, hilarious. Yeah, got the day off work, uh, and then if they have, if it's anticipated, you don't, you don't even have to see it if it's anticipated. If the <laughs> forecast say you're gonna get uh, uh, freezing rain or snow flurry, they let us off. That cracks me up about more southern and temperate climates, mm-hmm. like in Georgia, where we love and, and try to go as often as we can. Mm-hmm. Like if they get less than an inch of snow, the entire city shuts down, schools close, everything. You cannot be on the highway. Yeah. And it's just hilarious to me. Yeah, I just don't think that they have, you know, they don't have the the, the right stuff to, you know. Yeah, they don't. Yeah. They don't have the stuff to put on the roads mm-hmm. to make it safe. Yeah. Or I'm sure it'd be different because, I mean, nine times out of ten, they don't need it. Yeah. So the weather was a change. Traffic, definitely a change. What about, like, the pace of life? Because here, it's super laid back. And I think people from the Midwest and from this area were just super laid back, yeah. period. Nothing's at a fast pace. So it's a, it's a bit faster down there. Now I yeah. wouldn't say very much, you know, mm-hmm. not not a lot, you know, because they're still southern people. So it's 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 a little faster because there's a lot more to do. So it's a little faster, but I wouldn't say it was it was like a, um, a Chicago or a New York or something like that. So speaking of things to do, which. I'm learning to make the most out of where I live. I used to always be the one complaining that there's nothing Mm -hmm. to do here, which, you know, there may not be the things that you necessarily want to do, but you can always find stuff to do. How was it there? Kind of like the heavens, I'm sure, felt like they opened up because (laughs) you get all the concerts. Yeah. You have actual sports teams there. Yeah. And but with all that being said, you need money. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's with all that with all that access to all those things it costs. So I don't think we at this moment we haven't. I don't think we've explored it like we could. You know, mm-hmm. but it is. You can't. That's one thing you won't say down there. Is there's nothing to do. It's always something to do. So, yeah, absolutely. You know. How has the transition been for the kids? Because of course you went down with one, mm-hmm. and you know Lauren has grown up there. Mm-hmm. Lauren's from Texas. Lauren's a Texas girl. Yeah, she's a Texan. Mm-hmm. Layla, what a, Layla an Layla accent. Is anybody changing their accent? Are you guys no. getting a little drawl? No, they they think I have an accent from where I'm from. Yeah. So I'm like, no, I don't think you're listening. To you. But uh, Layla, she's adapted well. She's pretty outgoing. So and she's met some um, some good. I would say consider some some lifelong friends. I can see her, you know, growing up with those girls, or even if we were to move, keep in touch with them. Cause, yeah, you know, that's but good. Lauren, that's all she knows. So yeah. Yeah, there's no adjustment to her. But yeah, but Layla, so, Layla loves it. I have always found that when there's some like a family and there's two kids, there's this weird phenomenon when there's two kids, they're usually polar opposites. Is that the truth with your two girls or are they more similar than different? Mm. Or is it hard to tell? It's hard to tell right now. Yeah, because she's so young. Yeah, but um, I think um, Layla is going to be more outgoing than Lauren. Uh-huh. I mean, because I mean that with me and my wife, I'm we're kind of polar opposites in that I'm kind of an introvert. She's an extrovert. She mm-hmm. she talks, and I'm kind of the guy that sits around and observe before yeah. I start talking. So Lauren's that kind, and Layla, she doesn't meet any strangers. So and they're doing well in school. Doing real, real well, straight A student. What's the What's the difference in the school system here? Because I know you were shelling out deep bucks <laughs> to get those kids here in like Montessori schools yeah. and. So yeah. what's it been like there? It's been pretty good. Um, actually, Layla goes to one of the top schools in Texas. So mm-hmm. and 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 it ha- just happens to be in our school district, and she goes there for free. Well, that's a plus. Yeah. So and Lauren, Lauren, of course, Montessori is not free anywhere. So she'll be transitioning, and the school system there is pretty solid. So uh-huh. you know, I don't want to say too much about the system here. Yeah. I just pray for them that they get better and they get <laughs> get, the, get the right people in position because yeah. these kids, I mean, these kids need to be taught. People need to get back to teaching for the love and not for the check. So, But I'm not going to take any shots at our school. It's the school yeah. system that raised me. So, But I, I, I'm not going to give up on it. I'm just continuing no. to pray for it. And uh, we've got a great superintendent and yeah, her, yeah. she's definitely changing some things and I know we're going to start to see some phenomenal things yeah. from our education system because I think so often, especially before she took over as superintendent, it was like they were dumbing down education and it's like, no, you have to challenge kids. Absolutely. They have to be competitive. They like challenge. Mm-hmm. They like challenge. They might, they might, you know. Um, they might act like yeah. knuckleheads, but they still want to learn. Mm-hmm. And I they, think a lot of that behavior was probably coming from the fact that they weren't being bored, challenged. Bored. Bored them. If you're bored, you ain't got no yeah. idle minds at Devil's Workshop. You're bored. You're going to find out something to do with it but I just feel like they really need to get back like you said get back into challenging these kids Mm -hmm. and the parents and the kids need to get on the same page yeah which so often is not the case communicate your kid's not always right communicate And it's heartbreaking how many parents don't work with their kids because to me, the difference between kids that excel versus ones that don't, it's the support that they have at home. Yeah, you need to know what are your kids learning. If you can't help them, get them some help. There's it, help out there. And it's okay to be a parent. You don't have to be your, your, your kids having enough friends. You don't have to be your, I'm yes. not your friend. Yeah. Like once you're grown. Yeah. We've made we then. But right now then. I have to parent you. 
And so it, I think a lot of times these, I think we get a parents get caught up in trying to still be quote unquote cool, whatever that means. Yeah. You know, so, but you have to be a parent first. That's so you, you have an obligation it, to be a parent. What's it like parenting girls? I mean, you don't know don't what know it's no like. Yeah, yeah. You don't know any different. It's interesting. The older Layla gets in the subject matters, you know, yeah. she might like a boy or something like that. And she don't want to tell me. And she'll go to her mom. <laughs> like, I don't want you to. I want you to feel like you could talk to me. I was once nine. I had crushes and I know you're going to have yeah. crushes. It's, it's what you do with those crushes that yeah. I'm concerned with. So I know you I know you're going you know, to like who you like. Yeah. I happen having that open conversation yeah. and that communication. It's important. Absolutely. And you are surrounded by estrogen. What's <laughs> you're the only male in the house. Oh, man, yeah. And they so all, what's that like? Do they gang up on you as a all constant the time, chatter? All the time. <laughs> all the time. Like all the time. On a daily basis, too. Well, I have to say, I am so proud of the man that you've become, that you're a family man, great husband, great dad. Mm -hmm. It's just been um, amazing to see your evolution. And we were also talking a little bit about this uh, before the show here. And I don't want to get too much into this because in the weeks to come, you and I are going to be getting interviewed by one of my colleagues who's Mm -hmm. a therapist. And she's really into the concept of resilience right now and Mm -hmm. how you can have like people from the same family pretty much the same circumstances and how different their lives can turn out Mm -hmm. so I don't want to delve too much into that but what do you think it took for you to develop into the person that you are today well I feel like I've had I had a a great foundation it starts with it starts with the you know stability at home um, Mm -hmm. with um, being raised by you and, and Raymond that started it off, and then I was I, I I was lucky enough. I can say I was lucky and aware enough to surround myself with the right people. That makes all the difference. Yeah. And yeah, you know, I I figured out at an early age what my passions were, mm-hmm. and I was able to you know obtain a free education from it. Yeah. At the least, you know, I got a free education from playing basketball. So, and I always had a um a love for music as well. So, and mm-hmm. you know, so I was I was able to get into I was able to channel my energy into those positive things, and it um helped me to become the man I am with uh, along with meeting the right people along yeah. the way. So, yeah. And we were talking about that. You know, life is a series of choices, mm-hmm. and you can be like one horrific choice, sometimes dumb choice, away from taking your life down a completely different path because you know I think about like well what if and we were raised a little bit differently in that my great-grandmother raised me in Galesburg so I had all these siblings but in a weird way I was raised kind of like an only child at the same time so I didn't get to see you guys all the time and you and uh, our brother Aaron were raised by mom up until pretty much your teen years right before my teen he he went to move with his dad so after that you know we always kind of we always kind of single <laughs> the only child he went with yeah with his dad and then our other brothers and sisters were kind of raised as only children too so yeah. yeah so yeah the the five of us it's really interesting i can openly say i th- hope this doesn't bother you but all five of us we have different dads say mom though so not shame at all no, no we ain't not I the mean, first and we ain't gonna be the last <laughs> absolutely <laughs> I not. not shame at all no and i'm like kind of in the middle of my dad's like 13 so mm-hmm. you know this that's a 13, whole other yeah Ooh. that we know of it's probably more 
because he evidently married someone in Vietnam and possibly fathered a child over there. Supposedly, mm. they're siblings in Mississippi. I mean, I can't even go down that road. We just don't know. The best you can hope for is that you don't ever hook up with, <laughs> right. with someone that's related to you. It's just that crazy. Yeah. yeah. But it's so interesting how we all share the same mom, but we all have like different perceptions of who she was Mm -hmm. and what she was to us because by me not being raised with her I'll never forget one pivotal moment that I always called our mom Mary Jane I never called her mom until one day I will never forget you and Aaron snapped on me. You don't remember that? No, you how were old like was I? you guys were really young. We were all young, but you guys were little and, and you were like, That is not Mary Jane. <laughs> that is mom to you. <laughs> yeah, I think it was mostly you saying it. Oh man. And I had to stop and think. I had to realize you guys' perception of things mm-hmm. versus mine. Yeah. And that although my relation, I didn't have like a parental relationship with her yeah. that you guys had. But it made me stop and respect that. And so from then on, I called her mom. And it was so weird at first. That even the word mom rolling off my tongue, it was just such a foreign thing. I was like, oh, this is so weird. And then it kind of made me, it was hard for me to say it around my great grandmother that raised me because mm-hmm. that was mama to me. Right. That's what I called her. And then I didn't want it to seem like a slap in the face that I'm calling this person that didn't raise me mom, but I was still trying to be respectful of the position, sort of. Yeah, I don't remember that. I I mean, it it don't sound too far-fetched, though, because I worshipped (laughs) her. That was my girl, so... You know, I yeah. was real protective of her as a, even as a, I can remember as a young kid, like somebody saying something bad about her it really bothered me. So I could, that sound about right. Yeah. So it's interesting how we had different perceptions of her and we can delve into that too from another show, but to be kind of raised similar, but raised differently. Mm-hmm. When did you kind of realize that our circumstances were kind of different? I think I was grown, to be honest with you, because, I mean, when you when you live in it, you don't really you just kind of go roll with the punches. Like, I just you don't know no different because you live in it. Yeah. Like when you adopted me, I was just like, okay, stability. I mean, love. I felt love. I felt it felt like home. So I wasn't really like me because my early childhood was so crazy. Yeah. When I got some stability, I recognized it and I was kind of like, yeah, like, I like there's this. A, this all right, right here. A regular routine yeah. here. Eating good, sleeping good, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> fresh. <laughs> Having things. You yeah, actually I'm like, I'm, I like this. I ain't gonna mess this up. So yeah. I, I didn't know. I, I didn't. I mean, then once you get, once I, you know, I have, I often have conversations with my wife about how, and I'll tell her stories, and she'll be like, "What? Yeah, I'm like, yeah, that happened. Yeah, because so. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of stuff that went on that you experienced. I didn't even know. Like and maybe vice about versa. A, yeah, a year ago, you told me something an experience with mom and I was just Mm -hmm. that it made me so upset I have to be honest I got angry with her because it's it's so interesting that you know she's been gone since 1993 and it's like she left us so suddenly that I had all these questions that I wish I'd have I can that forever will be unanswered and some things that she did that made me angry Mm -hmm. so even in the midst of grief and missing her and missing the good parts, there's honestly a lot of part of me that to this day gets a little torqued. Yeah. <laughs> and I, mean, her, I get mad. And I try to, uh, when I went on with my dad, I'll try to ask him about, you know, try to see if he got something he could give me. 
Yeah. But he don't really because his, his um, you know, I ask him, you know, because he he wasn't always in my life either. But I'm glad he is now. Yeah. No grudges. I don't know what went on. But he told me that they weren't really dating and they were just friends and kind of you know, one thing led to another. And Yeah. And then and, he kind of went his way. Yeah. And I mean, it was complicated. Yeah. And she was with someone else yeah. that actually was that person was the love of her life, mm-hmm. who was our brother Aaron's dad. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that was the thing of, well, he's your dad. And I can hear, I don't, I didn't hear her say it, but I can hear her saying, he not your son anyway. You know, because yeah. well, her, her and him used to go at it. Yep. And he's not your son anyway, because he used to pick me up yeah. with Aaron when we was little. And all of a sudden it stopped. Yep. I remember like, oh, that well. clearly. Yeah. I just stopped and abruptly. I, so I'm yeah. like, something went on. Yeah. And I so, thought, oh, how cruel is that? You yeah. can't just this kid that you raise as your own. Then you can't just kick the kid to the yeah. curb. But I mean, sometimes adults make horrible decisions yeah. and none of us are perfect. No, beings. I don't hold no grudge with none of them. Not even right. not even him. I don't hold no grudge with him. Absolutely not. And I remember that. I think it's so important for girls to know their fathers, to know who they are. I think it's important for all of us to know who our parents are, because when you don't know one parent, that's like a whole half of you that's an unknown mystery. Mm -hmm. And growing up where I grew up, I was very aware of being raised differently because in the small community that I was raised at with my grandmother, everybody had two parents. I mean, it was rare that there that there was even a single mom, like pretty much everybody was married and, you know, mom and dad raising their kids. So I was like always the odd person out. And I even got teased about it. I'll never forget one girl telling me, well, what's wrong with you that your parents don't love you? There's got to be something wrong with you and that just cut me to the core because I had never even thought about it like that I'm like who bullies someone because their parents aren't around and it may be just that she did that's what she know yeah and she thought that everybody's household was like hers yeah like, that she yeah, she didn't realize that my that daughter does some, that that some families are just just my, different my Layla does that now like we'll tell her like everybody doesn't have two yeah. parents like we like I will tell them we didn't grow up like that so yeah, that's I why mean, we do everything in our power to make sure you grow up like that. Because I think it's, yeah. I think that has your kids are fortunate in that. They're she a little don't know, bouge. has no idea. She They're has a little no, bouge. very not a little, very. <laughs> you have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> They are more than a little bouge, but it's mm-hmm. all good. Yep. But anyway, it's just things that I was angry about my about my mom. And to this day, it still affects me that she didn't tell me who my dad was until I was 18. The summer I graduated high school is when, oh, here's your dad. And I'm like, and the only reason she told me even then was our brother Aaron guilted her into telling me because they were walking through um, this apartment complex where she lived at at the time. And. And my dad was like walking by or whatever. And she just happened in a moment of honesty and a moment of transparency, which was rare. She said to, to Aaron, you see that guy over there? That's Jatan's dad. And Aaron knew I didn't know who my dad was. And he was like, just questioned her about it. Like, well, does Jatan know? And mom was like, no, she doesn't know. And and he just like kind of berated her and kept at her and at That's her him. for months. That's him. Him, him and Aaron and uh, mom used to go at it. He would always challenge her. Yes. And she always be like, shut up. You talk too much. Yeah. And <laughs> so, so I can see him doing kept that. Challenging her until one day she was like, Fine, I'm going to tell her. Because I think at that point, Aaron was like, If you don't tell her, I'm going to tell her. Right. And so she told me, and I'm like, Because I had always thought that she didn't know. So my question would be Growing up, who did you think your dad was? 
or did you have or did you not? I had no clue. So that, I, I think just that's, thought that, you know, I had been given the impression that our mother was promiscuous mm-hmm. because of other people chattering and saying things. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she was a teenager. She was 15 when she got pregnant with me, 16 when she had me. Mm-hmm. And so I had just been, I grew up with the impression from others that she had, was just a promiscuous teenager. And I had even asked her myself, like, who's my dad? And she was like, I don't know. So would you say it would be worse to grow up thinking someone was your dad and find out that they not and then this guy is or just not having a clue and then saying, oh, there is oh well you know what that's hard to say yeah. since i only because that's all you know that's yeah. all i know I, I know people that has done have done that you grow up one thinking somebody's your dad and then, oh yeah oh by I've, the way i've uh, seen that happen yeah. or you know you finally get a paternity test when the kid's 18 and you're like yeah well first of all why are you just now having the paternity test but anyway <laughs> And then you find out, oh, that's not my kid. So I can just imagine the can of worms that that opens up. But it was just, it was wonderful and horrible. I'll never forget the first time I met my dad was on the phone because I found, after she told me who he was and gave me his name, then I just obsessed about it for a while. And then I was like, man, I've got to contact this person. So I don't even remember how I got his phone number, Mm -hmm. but I had gotten his phone number and I remember talking to him on the phone. And I just immediately fell in love with his voice. He had this rich, deep voice. Kind of reminds me of, and you're probably way too young to remember the actor John Forsythe. He was Blake Carrington on Dynasty. Okay. Charlie from Charlie's Angels, that voice. Uh (laughs) My dad's voice sounded like that. And I was like, whoa, listen to that voice. And it was so interesting to get to to know him on the phone first. We had a couple of conversations. He was like, well, stop talking to me on the phone and then come over to the house to meet me. Was that the first time we went over there? That wasn't it, was it? When we went over there and had that big old party, the pictures that I got. Was that the first time? It was close to that. I can't, to be honest, I still remember that. We had a first time. I think the very first time I went over there by myself. Okay. And then after that point, I was just like so overwhelmed that I took you guys. You guys are almost like my security blanket. (laughs) Did you cry when you first met him? Um, Do you remember? I definitely didn't cry to his face. Okay. I probably did at home, but then again, I was like, I wasn't that emotional of a person then, but I just, it was neat. He was just welcoming. And from the moment that I met him, it was like I had known him all my life. Mm -hmm. It was just like, come on in. You're just another one of the 13. Just come on in. It was just interesting because he was wonderful and and welcoming. And so was his wife. Yeah, I remember. They were great people. My stepmom to this day, I love her to death. She's like a mother to me and she always will be. Mm -hmm. So shout out to Diane. And she was just like, come on in. Siblings, everybody was cool. Yeah, everybody was cool. Like some people were like a little shady to me. But it's understandable because some people were like, if you don't know a person's motive necessarily. Mm-hmm. You were just pure. Your your motive was strictly pure. Mine was pure, strictly but pure. they didn't know it. Yeah. And, you know, they kind of knew my mom. Like, what's Mary Jane up to? What <laughs> <laughs> We've known her for years and she never she, said anything yeah. like that she was mine or whatever. So and especially my grandmother took a while for her to warm up to me. She warmed up to my husband before she ever did me. But that's all <laughs> <other> thing. <laughs> but it was just an interesting to like all of a sudden I'm kind of raised as an only child, even though I knew you guys, you four siblings. And then all of a sudden I'm thrust into this ginormous family. I mean, the family is huge. My mm-hmm. dad had like seven, eight, nine, ten siblings, and then they all have kids. And it was just 
just this crazy, chaotic thing. And then we had this absolutely amazing three years. And that's all we had because when I was 21, he died suddenly. And so there was such a part of me that to this day, sometimes I have to fight not being angry at my mom because I'm like, because of her not telling me till I was 18, I only had three years with my dad. But then again, on the flip side, I look at it like, what kind of person would I have been had I had known him all my life? I probably would have ran away from my grandmother's house and wanted to be around him. And in Mm -hmm. all honesty, he wasn't living a great life. He was a great person Mm -hmm. that was not living a great life. Everything happened for a reason. And so, yeah, things happen for a reason, Mm -hmm. and I have to let it go, but still I kind of have my moment in Mm -hmm. that. Not to jump around, but think about this. You basically was raising me as a kid. You never really got a chance to enjoy, like, your 20s. That's true. You got to raise me. You came to live with me full time when I was, like, 21. So, yeah, that was crazy. And I was, like, at Bradley. I Mm -hmm. was in college. I was in a relationship. I was just starting to spread my own wings. True. And couldn't, and, yep. Yeah, and was like doing all kind of crazy stuff and partying and still getting straight A's. Adopted a preteen. That was just like, it was a crazy time. And just thank God we survived it. We made it, yeah. Talking about resilience. Yeah. We survived yeah. some stuff. And it's it's so much more it's so much deeper than that too. That's that's high level what yeah. we just talked about. Yeah, it's we're so, just yeah. skimmed it. We'll we'll <laughs> like when uh, my friend and coworker Karen, when she interviews us, we're gonna go way deep. You mm-hmm. guys, it'll get really deep then. So mm-hmm. we're just kinda keeping it light yeah. and just skimming the surface now. Mm-hmm. But back to change. There's good change, there's bad change. Can you think of any times in your life where you went through a change? that wasn't good and if so how did you deal with that because I'm thinking like I think I've been blessed for the most part that the changes I've went through have been good of course Mm -hmm. when you experience the death of a loved one that's a change because like when my great-grandmother died then that kind of started a chain reaction because she died in like May of 93 then our mother died that same year in August and then her mother my grandmother died in like October so within like a five month period we lost three generations of our family Mm -hmm. and that was an example of a not good change to where I talk about having to grow up all of a sudden like overnight because there's it's it's you're in a unique circumstance when you do not have a parent or an adult type role model at all. Mm-hmm. And then you're just kind of flying by the seat of your pants. Yeah, well, those, those are obvious. Those are like obvious changes that don't nobody want to deal with. But I yeah. mean, the change that I had, the, the change that we did with Texas, it was it's a, um, you know, uncertainty, the, the not knowing where you're going to land or. Yeah. Because when you leap out on faith, you don't know. You, yeah, you, should, yeah, you just believe it. So that's leap. a change that I was kind of like. Were you it, ever scared that because so many times I see it all the time that people leave like everybody's goal is to leave this town or whatever. And not that it's horrible, but just some people you just want to spread your wings and see what life is like. And it's always kind of sad to see people come back, but for not necessarily good reasons, like for whatever reason, they couldn't hack it where they went. I see that happen. So was that ever your fear? I never, like, oh, my no. God, like, what if this doesn't work out and I end up back? I mean, it's always, it's, I mean, I'd be lying if I tell you that I didn't have, you know, a little bit, a little bit in my head, like we go down there and this doesn't work. We have to come back. I'm, you know. Yeah. But for the most part, I was pretty optimistic. I was like, because I, I mean, any, any, any situation that I've been put in in my life, mm-hmm. I've, I've 
was able to you know maintain or overcome so i yeah, was like to adapt yeah so i was like, I'm, I'm not i'm not I'm, i wasn't scared of that i was like i just you know at first because when she moved down she had the job yeah so i had already you know planned my i guess my escape route if you will but i didn't have yeah. a job so that was kind of so scary. that was the scary part i was like i didn't have a job i applied yeah. and i got denied but then mm-hmm. Because we had some online testing stuff that I that I had to do, but yeah. I, I I didn't do so well on one portion. Uh huh. And within like I say thirty days, out of nowhere, I'll never forget it. I was at um Bob Evans eating breakfast, uh-huh. and I got an email stating that you know I can uh re what you reapply or whatever. Yeah. And so That's I took favor. the test over again. I you know I took the test over. And within like three or four days, I got the job. So yeah, that so, that is that was different. the scary part. I can't say that was the scary part. Not having a job yeah. as a part of it. You know, you hold me down, I hold you down. Yeah. Like well, that. I know I am like such a control freak, and then <laughs> and which I totally am. I don't no. even know. Oh, so you do know that about me? <laughs> yeah. I didn't know you do that. How did you know that about me? I know. Me? I grew how up in that, your house. How does that manifest itself? I other know than me that. having a big mouth. That you expressing it always, always, always telling, trying to tell somebody what to do. Yeah. That's control. You want to control everything. Okay, my husband's in the rooms being silent but laughing. <laughs> you know, you don't right? get to, he is cracking it's up. It's the truth. I didn't realize yeah. my control freakism was that transparent. Oh, yeah. I thought that was like hidden. I'm shocked that you knew that. And he is still laughing. You can stop laughing now. And heard something happened at uh, Walmart. What happened at Walmart? Oh, we're not even going to go there because that was like not a, not one of my finest Christian moments. Okay. Yeah. I'm not the perfect Christian. The perfect Christian does not exist. But, to but your, I snapped. But to your defense, I think uh, what does get me in trouble if I say women like to control stuff? Yeah, because I think we're good at it. And I'm not trying to say that men aren't. I think we tend to just be more detail oriented. Like say, I'm a big picture looker yeah. at her. Like I look at things from the big picture. I can look at it from the micro level and the macro. And I, can, I, wanna I can admit the whole picture. I can admit my wife probably make better decisions than me. I can say yeah, that. because I, I, I have that. found that men are impulsive. I'm, that I am. Yeah, yeah whereas am. I'm like, no, slow down. I have to think and overthink every little thing. Well, if we do this, then what? And then sometimes Raymond's like, come on, it does not take yeah, all that. You, Just you, do it. You, you guys are indecisive, too. I know that's one thing we do when we we know something we know it y'all want to go through every scenario like yeah and i think things one. and then i make a decision and then i kind <laughs> of back yeah, out like that's my wife do i really want to do from that what, from a house to what we gonna eat tonight she well if we do this, I'm like oh my god yeah no. like does everything have to be no. this huge conversation whatever you pick i'll adjust that's what i tell her and try to get her to narrow it down she's yeah. still going through her like godly but for me, back to like the job thing and, and being in a couple, I'll never forget. I pretty much always work. The only time I didn't work while I was in my relationship is I kind of didn't work at some points when I was going to college because, of course, that was my focus. But even then, I tried to work part time. But from the time I had graduated, I always had a job. And my grandmother drilled it into me because she was a bit of a man hater because <laughs> she had had a horrible experience with our great grandfather. I mean, I've told you a little bit of the stuff that he did to her. I mean, you talk about a worst case scenario 
horrible marriage, cheating, trifling, you name it. He was. So and she never got married again. And that left her a bit of a man hater and a bit of a man basher. So she always drilled into me. You don't ever allow yourself to be dependent on any man. And that's really not healthy because when you're in a relationship, you need to be able to depend on one another and have one another's back. For some things. For I, some I, things. I agree with her. I agree, I, I agree with I her. I mean, to of a course, you extent. need yeah. to be independent. You need to be able to take yeah. care of yourself. That like, portion. if something happens, yeah. absolutely, you know, get your own education, mm-hmm. have it together so that you can be independent when you need to be. But. I can also set yourself up to have um, kind of like, I don't know, a set in your ways attitude or things have to be my way in a relationship. And that Mm. was that way. And one time when I had gotten laid off from a job and it took me two whole years to find a job and I had to be dependent on my husband. Oh, that about drove me nuts. That was such a learning experience. That's a good thing, though. That's a good thing. At least you motivated some people to probably sat back and (laughs) kick their feet up. That's a good thing. Yeah, well, you know, for the first couple of months, I'm like, I kind of could. Yeah, I could be a housewife. And I'm like, no, Mm. I I can't. This is not me. Like if I was a housewife that had money, perhaps, and that would have been different. Like, yeah, I could have kicked back, but that was not the case. And it was a real struggle. And I was like, oh, my God. So that was a learning experience. I don't think you could never. I don't think you could sit around. You you always been a hard worker. Yeah, it'd be hard for you to just sit around. Now, you'll do some. You'll a start a little business or something. You'll yeah. do something if you have money. And we had like money like that. You you would find something to do. Yeah, so we have kind of like meandered all over the place <laughs> in yeah. this conversation. But this, like I said, is a somewhat of a teaser of how deep and in-depth we're going to get in this other interview, which unfortunately you're, you're not going to be in studio with me then. It'll, mm-hmm. You'll have to be over the phone, so it'll be like a little bit of a different experience. But that's going to be interesting because I have no idea the questions that she's going to ask us yeah, about I'm, resiliency. I don't even know if I can prep for that one because you don't know what she's going <laughs> to ask you. <laughs> Yeah, well, I she had given me some materials about resiliency and some studies on families and how some people flourish and some don't. So it's just so interesting. But in reading that material, I was like, this is so us. Because when you grow up in, in difficult circumstances, some people are going to thrive. It's like they almost use that as a springboard, whether it's trauma, poverty, you name it. And other people, it kind of breaks them. Mm-hmm. So that the whole thing is just interesting. So it's going to be it's going to be cool for us to like dive into that subject and get and go deeper in the childhood stuff. Might get a little emotional. Yeah, might be. No, I don't don't know. I I, I enjoy actually enjoy talking about things. I find it refreshing. You do? Yeah, I don't. Yeah. But ever sad? Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I still I still get sad around Mother's Day. You do? Yeah. And I got a wife. I still get. Yeah. That's hey, people talking about they're going to do stuff for their mom. I, I've always done that. It's Mother's Day makes me sad for different reasons. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Like for like probably in the beginning when we we first lost everyone in that five month period. Mm-hmm. I'm sure like the next couple of Mother's Days were like kind of hell after that. But after that, I didn't really think about it in that way. At that point, my life was different. And I thought about Mother's Day differently that made me sad for other reasons. Yeah, but I'm not. I don't like going into a deep depression or nothing like that, but it yeah. just it crosses your mind. You might shed a tear or two. But yeah. other than that, it's not you know. And you're able you, to let it go because you're resilient. Yeah, you gotta you gotta release that sometime. You never it's some death. You don't get you don't get you don't get over it. You get you you know how to, you get you learn how to cope. 
Yeah. You don't never um you never get used to you never get over death. death. No, and I think every death changes you yeah. in different ways. Mm-hmm. So absolutely. Well, thank you for taking this time out. This is a rare treat. You're in town for the holidays. Of course, it'll probably be closer to a different holiday by the time this airs. But this is the time <laughs> of year right. that you always get to come here and visit. Yeah, so it's awesome for you to be up in the studio and to be a part yeah. of the podcast that you helped create. Thank you for and having you, me. Yes. I had so you to guys, do it. I had to. Yeah. You were, I was so excited because you mentioned it to me because I was going to broach the subject with you and like <laughs> curve me can whatever I, can i get him up here uh, like he probably wouldn't want to do it oh, and then no. you mentioned it to me and i'm uh-uh. like yes I do it yes that's so all I'm i do so is excited. all i do is listen to podcasts so i'm like i want to do one i can at least say i did one so, I don't even listen to music like that no more. I yeah. listen to I listen to podcasts. And see, I really didn't listen to podcasts in the time leading up to from the time I knew I was going to do a podcast. Then I started listening to other podcasts, mm-hmm. but I didn't really want to get too much in the headspace of listening to other stuff because I wanted it to be uniquely my own and hopefully a little bit different yeah. from everybody else. So I didn't really want to like bite anybody else's <laughs> style. That's why. That's the main reason why I. Um, that's what made spark me into telling you. you should to do it but i'm like i'm listening to these people talking like my sister's like the best at this I, i'm like you gotta do a podcast do it you what are you waiting on i am i know i should have done you, it years ago i'm you've like been a something bit you've late. been doing you've been doing it for 20 years you yeah just, i've now been in you, radio you can, for over yeah, 20 years so just now it's you won't bite on nobody you can't bite because you already have your you already yeah, have your my own style, style. Yeah. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it's fun. I absolutely love doing yeah. it. So, you guys, let us know what you think of our little rambling family right. moment here. <laughs> Leave a comment on the website, gethappywithjay.com. You can listen to the podcast there, or you can also search us out on iTunes, Google Play Podcasts, and also SoundCloud. Make sure you subscribe so that you know every single time when I drop something. And I also have... I. I always forget to mention that I do have a Get Happy with Jay Facebook page too. I'm just horrible at social media. I'm I've got to get better. I'm a lazy poster. It's just not something that I think about. Although I'm on there looking at other people's stuff, it's hard for me to post, but I'm getting better. So hit me up on Facebook and you can remind me, girl, you have not posted anything. Say something to the people. So search me out on Facebook. Get happy with Jay. It's just a letter J. Nothing fancy like J-A-Y-J-A-I. Just get happy with Jay. So review the podcast. Please share the podcast and uh, give us some comments because I am pretty good about getting back to you guys when you comment. So let me know what you think about today's show. Any other ideas for show that you want shows that you want to hear? I am open to talk about pretty much anything. We're about nine, ten episodes in, and you've hear you've heard me talk a little bit about everything. I try to be as open and transparent as I can be. I try not to share other people's stuff, but from my perspective, I'm always open from my point of view and open to learn and grow as well. I'm learning, growing, and getting happier as well as I'm doing this. All a part of personal growth, and I hope that we're helping you do that. So as always, I tell you in the next week, tell you hear my voice again do something to make yourself happy it's not being selfish it's self-care do you have any parting words of wisdom jeremy no not really happy holidays everybody out there i know that's pretty much it and be open and to be, change be open to change and happiness all right until next week you guys take care and get happy Tell 